G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam. Thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. I am your host of sorts, JK, and today I have Adam with me. All right. And we are here to talk about Neighbours episodes 8,968 to 71. But before we get to that, you know what time it is. It's admin time. We always timestamp when we actually start talking about the neighbours, so feel free to skip to that bit if you're not a fan of this. If you skip Um, it, you miss out on stuff. You might not know what's coming up. You might not know what's going on. No, you don't know what's going on in... Swats. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what's going on in the wider neighbours world and the wider neighbourhood rewatch world. Uh, And and we might come up... What we might happen in the admin bit is that we come up with a little joke that we absolutely run into the ground until the end of the podcast. That is true. So you won't get the joke unless you, unless you listen to this bit. So keep listening to this bit. Right, first off, Erinsborough News, the Neighbour Awards for 2024. If you haven't voted yet, get voting. Go to erinsboroughnews.com. Uh, or you can go through the Instagram. I think it's linked on the Instagram on their link tree. So you can go straight to the awards. You can vote as many times as you want. So if you have voted, just vote again. And, of course, don't forget your favourite Neighbours podcast, Us Two Knobheads, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Adam's laughing because he's just like, yeah, I can't describe that any better than... That's, that's what, that's what it, is. it is. It's just Us Two Some Knobheads. People might not even know, even though we say the name of the podcast a lot and we put it on everything, people might go, oh, have you listened to that podcast that's sometimes about neighbours? And people will go, well, I don't know what, it, what, what which ones you mean. You went, you know, the one with those two knobheads on it. That's what people go, might yeah. say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hate that. I hate that. What, I hate that. That host won the most. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And secondly, Patreon. So if you are a Patreon member, how much is it a month, Adam? It's only a pound a month. A pound a month? That's a fucking bargain, that. It's blowing up, isn't it? You can't even buy a bottle of water for a pound these days. You go to the shop, 120 for a bottle of water. It's not even a big bottle of water. how much it is? Sometimes, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? But for a pound a month, you can get early access to this podcast. And not only early access, you can get video access. You can watch us two do this podcast on video. You can see that I've got a hat on today for a change, which I'm surprised Adam hasn't commented about yet. All right, so. <laughs> All right, I haven't said anything. Um, but you, he is wearing a hat. You can see this if you're on the video. Obviously. I'm not a usual hat wearer. I'll be no, honest. and there's people who are hat wearers, and there's people who aren't hat wearers. So I, I wear hats. You, if, you, if you've seen the clips on here, sometimes I wear hats. Sometimes they're beanie hats. Sometimes they're baseball hats. I even took a vet. Br- this is very brief. Very brief foray into the flat cap. You will have never seen me in it because that that flat cap only made it around the house. And I realised, no, despite me liking hats, flat caps are not for me. My dad's got, my dad started wearing them. He can wear a flat cap. He looks good in a flat cap, my dad, at the moment. Okay. Um, 
I'm, I can't. I, it doesn't look right. You are not a hat wearer. No. Why is that? Why don't you really wear hats? Is it the forehead know. again? What are we talking here? I don't know. I th- well, I think this is why I'm wearing the hat this week. Is because I have be- become a- very aware of the fucking size of my forehead <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's I mean, been I'm there the whole time. It has been there the whole time. But I don't know. I just feel like it's become even more prominent now. Is this because your hair's going, is your hair receding? No, no, the hair is going fine. I mean, my hair is also an absolute fucking mess as well. It needs cutting. I run home from work today. Nah, it's just a mess. It's all like, it just gets like dead thick, my hair. So, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, again, I can pull it back and there's no, there's no fear here. There's no. Yeah. But. Oh yeah, you're ahead of me. Doing doing better than I am. Oh, so put the hat back on. He's got his hat. Yeah. I don't know what you look like at the moment. I'm trying to think what you look like. So you've got black T-shirt and black cap. Mm-hmm. So you look a bit like maybe... <sighs> I do look like well, I'm out on day release, don't I? Well, it's hard to tell. You won't look either like someone who might have an ASBO or like some sort of electric tag around your ankle. But you also look like you might be like a hacker of some kind. Or, Ooh, or, maybe, like or maybe like an, an American cop on their, like before they've arrived at the office to find out about the latest cold case or something, you're just getting about. You, look it, like, what, you know what you look like? <laughs> you look like um, if Mark Wahlberg really let himself go. That's what you look like. <laughs> I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say cop. No, no, you know, no. You look like Mark Wahlberg be- before he can he became Mark Wahlberg, and I don't even mean before he was like Marky Mark. Like before that, you look like a nine-year-old Mark Wahlberg <laughs> who dreams of being Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you take that victory sip there, Adam. Well done. <laughs> You've always wondered about who could play you in a story of your life. Maybe Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I'd take that. Or did you ever watch Wahlburgers? Wahlburgers? What was that? Wahlburgers. So there's more than one Wahlburg, you know. There's like Donnie Wahlberg, there's Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. but then there's a load of other Wahlbergs. And then there was this documentary series. It's fucking well good if you can find it. Wahlburgers is like when they set up their own like burger kind of vendor shit called Wahlburgers. <laughs> it was about his mom and everybody and like the whole family of Wahl- Wahlbergs. You look like the other Wahlberg. <laughs> Amalgamation of all the other Wahlbergs. You know the, the one that they don't one. let out? <laughs> that one. Imagine there's a fat one, there's a thin one. Yeah. There's a small, shifty-looking one. Yeah. I'm an amalgamation of all those together. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, uh, if you are a Patreon member, you can watch this video. You get it early, and you can see us, and you will get all of those jokes that it's the beauty, right? So we we've ummed and out about doing video stuff for a little bit now, um, and we are going to start putting some video stuff in the the Patreon. We already do the clips, which are cool, but we, we decided we might put a few, few more video content in the in the Patreon. Um, a lot of our jokes might revolve around what what um, our host of sorts looks like. So you will actually get all these now, uh, which is great. <laughs> Because um, I feel a lot of my material is wasted when you can't see what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So there, for a pound a month to get all those extra little jokes in there, completely worth it. 
Uh, I did want to give a shout out to, we have picked up a couple of patrons in the last week or two as well. So I wanted to give a shout out to those people right now. Uh, David Broughton, Boozy Susie. These are the names that they put on Patreon. You haven't just like, like I, I, sounds like a normal name, but you haven't just assumed that Susie is Boozy. No, I've not given her a nickname. I've not just given her a nickname and gone, oh, she looks okay, like cool. Malky. No, she has put herself as uh, Boozy Susie. Tracy Pryor, Deanie, uh, some. S, somebody just knows S, uh, Topher Sherman and Vince O'Hanlon. Thank you very much for for giving us a chance on the Patreon, and I hope you it's stick so with nice. us. Yeah. Well, it's so nice. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. It's, it's, but it's very nice that you did, and I hope yeah, you enjoy true. the extra content. We have got some extra content coming later on as well. Uh, Do you want to talk Na- about that? Yeah. So the Nabens <laughs> have done their... Madam Zolder Awards. So the idea is that in 2024, you predict what's going to happen in 2025. Uh, there's a couple of list of categories. which No, I'm... you predict what's going to happen in 2024. We've only just started this year. What do you think is going to happen this year? And then yeah. at the end of this year, they'll tell us. We don't want to know what's happening. Let's get through this year first. Fuck me. <laughs> so we are going to do that later on as well. There's six or seven different categories on there. So that'll be winging. You're going to wear the you. same outfit. Uh, I might change hats. Okay. <laughs> Exciting stuff. I might, I might have to get the cowboy hat on for that one. Oh shit! It's that kind of content, is it? And also, as well, you can send us pay, uh, send us questions on the Patreon as well. If there's kind of any, questions, just questions about neighbours. Or remember when I tried doing the agony ant thing? Maybe I can do that again. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. I mean, if you really want to, if you want our, if you yeah, fuck it. Tim's not here. Um, <laughs> if you want, like. You're having some trouble in your own life because this this show is on show. This podcast is on <laughs> sometimes about neighbours, sometimes it's about just other shit. So if you are like, if you have got a question or a problem, maybe maybe you just want someone to talk to. Maybe you've got um, something in your own life that maybe you'd like our opinions on. I don't see why you would, but maybe you would. Um, send us send us that, and we'll let you know what we think. Yeah. So all just for a pound a month, Patreon.com. You know what you should start doing? What? You should, like, you do a lot of shit, like, weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And I only find out about it before it's too late, like, after it's too late. You'll say, oh, I've done this, and I'll be like, right, well, that was a mistake. So what you could do, you could could send the questions to the Patreon Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. And then we can can get there before you fucked it up. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes I think you're scared of asking me in case of what I say. If you do it anonymous through the Patreon, it's only a pound a month, you can subscribe to that. Um, use all the money from the other Patreons to pay for your Patreon. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you send the message in, and, and I'll let you know really what you should do. Shall I go see Chemical Brothers? No, it'd be a complete fucking waste of time. <laughs> Whatever it may be. That is a good idea. Uh, we were so close to breaking even on this as well. And now I've, I've, I've spunked all the money back up the wall again. That's what happens. <laughs> okay, right. Let's get into the neighbours. Uh, f- oh. See, if you if people had fucking skipped all that, they wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, true. They wouldn't know what you look like or anything. So first storyline I want to talk about was, is the one that we finished with last week, the cliffhanger. I like doing that. Okay. I like starting with the cliffhanger from last week, which was, of course, Nicolette. Showing up what? to a hotel. Was that the... Oh, no, that yeah. wasn't the cliffhanger, was it? 
It might be. I can't remember what the cliffhanger was. You're saying this. I I'm, I'm fully invested in what you're going to say here because I cannot remember last week's cliffhanger. Uh, it could have been that or it could have been the Sadie stuff. I'm not 100% sure. But we're going with the Nicolette stuff. We're going with it. It's fine. It is fine. Uh, so, yeah, Nicolette has been lured to a hotel. She found some lingerie. And she's got the fuck out of there because she's like, oh, shit, something's going bad. Somebody has emerged from the shadows or from a bush. And yeah. you're like, who is that person? Me and you disagreed on who that person was. Yeah, uh, That was cleared up for us on uh, by Jonathan on Facebook. Thank you very much for clearing that up. It was, well, it was cleared up on fucking Neighbours as well. Well done, Jonathan, <laughs> for paying attention. But he only knows because he paid attention to the fucking programme. <laughs> like that, that he, so well done but chill out like if we paid a little more attention we'd be alright here so yeah. well done Jonathan for paying attention yeah imagine if I had paid attention imagine <laughs> we'd, we'd be in a very different spot um, so what's the deal with this this woman pokes her head out she looks a bit shifty what's the deal with this so this is Veronica. Uh, suffice yeah. to say I was right this you is were right but in, in a completely different way than you thought only by complete fucking chance that I was it's right. It's like you playing poker when you'll throw when you'll go uh, two pair and it turns out you've got a fucking straight flush or something. You do still win because everyone else's cards are shit, but not with the thing that you thought you'd won with. <laughs> I have done that plenty of times. We have played poker in the past. We have. We used to play poker quite a lot. Um, with varying degrees of success. You uh... You, <laughs> more often than not, if we played for long enough, you would be a gibbering, drunken mess by the end of it. And sometimes, if I played for long enough, I uh, came third place in a poker tournament in an actual casino. So there you go. <laughs> I oh, remember wow. that. That happened, but there we that go. It the, did happen. That was the first time you'd ever showed up to a casino. We played it at home a few times with some with some close personal friends. Yeah. Uh, some lifelong friends. And... We were like, oh, let's do a casino night. So there was like a low stakes kind of one on like a Friday night. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Let's have fun. So I think this is the first time you've ever walked into a casino, right? No, I've been to a casino before. I had never played poker before. Okay. So what I what I have done in the casino a few times is the roulette wheel. Um, every tent, like I, I went with my brother a few times and a couple of other people. What we did, we'd go and watch like some sports there or something, the football in the casino. And then every 10 minutes, we'd go, put a tenner on, on red, and then come and sit back down again. That was the <laughs> thing. It works. It's a little it game. It's every 10 minutes on the football, because football's fucking boring half the time nowadays. Go and put, go and put it on, on red. Ne- unless, like, the only time to put it on black was when there was, like, six red wins in a row, then you go, well, I'll put it on black this time, please. Boom. Good little game. Uh, you have t- you've got the inside track on casinos here. Why did you take it to Vegas? Why? Mm. I would not last two minutes in Vegas. No, I don't think. Imagine, how long would I last? If you only last two minutes, how long would I last in Vegas? I'd get... Imagine you, but then I'm someone who would be like, oh, I've, I've had enough. It, like, even if it's two minutes or two days, I'd be like, I've had enough. You never know when to say I've had enough, I don't think. <laughs> and that is I'd, the problem. Yeah, I'd probably get bought, wouldn't I? I'd, I'd bet myself. I'd be like, right, okay, if I lose this, you owe me now. Oh, <laughs> <I'd> God. Be... <laughs> I'd, go all in, I'd, I'd go all in on a stupid bet, thinking, oh, I've got, the, I've got two pair. 
and then you're owned by some sort of Chinese businessman. Yeah. That might be quite fun, to be fair. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway. Uh, we, we go to this casino. Um, it's a fairly low-stakes game, but there's, there's a lot of people there. There must have been 100, 250, 150 people there. Yeah. Shit loads of people. Um, and we were all like get split up, which I didn't think. I don't think we were prepared for. Like there was like no, been about twenty tables, each with about eight people on a table, and you get split up and just put wherever. It's just wherever you end up getting put, really. Yeah. Um, so we were all split up, so we couldn't have fun like with each other. It's literally it was part like you get taken away from your mates and just thrust in with a load of actual fucking poker players. Scary times. Yeah, I think I was the first out. Um, Were you? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I was the first out. I maybe had like a good hand or two at the start, and then just quickly got found out. And because I've got no poker face either. No, that's probably true as well. You are when you're playing poker. Yeah, is a bit of a bit of a hindrance. You need to be. Yeah, you need that. Um, So as it goes on, everyone else starts getting knocked out. Um, I'm still there playing. Um, just because I wasn't really betting that much to be to begin with, to be honest, I was just kind of there for the fun. But then as it went on, um, it was getting late. Like it must have started at about eight nine at nine p.m. But it, it was going on. It was like midnight, one a.m. And uh, it was the Manchester derby the day after. It was, and they were starting early. It was like a lunchtime kickoff, United versus mm-hmm. City. And I wanted to. I go was on. working it. Yeah. And I wanted to go home, so I was up early to watch that. Um, so I just started betting everything. I just started going all in because I'd had enough and it was getting a little bit late. And I kept winning. <laughs> so I just kept putting it on to try and get knocked out to go home. And somehow, it, some people were like, oh, shit, he must he must have some, some good hands. I didn't. Um, so they all kept shitting out. Um, and folding, and then, I, but then a few times I actually won, and I was just yeah. knocking out these professional poker <laughs> players, seasoned pros. Just and the best, the best part of it as well, you're it. on the table, just going, "I fucking want to go home. I've had enough of this." And everyone's like, "He's playing a game here. He's playing don't. a game. This is all an act." And you're like, "No, I just want to go home. Yeah. I'm all in. Don't care. I don't care if I lose." Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't an act. I just wanted to go home. Um, and then I ended up making it to the finals table. Um, and it's like two, three in the morning now. Like I couldn't even see by this stage. I was so tired. That's why to go home. Um, but then when you make it to the finals table, you kind of got to turn it back on a little bit. I ended up coming third out of out of everybody. It was fucking brilliant. Bronze medal, um, fantastic stuff. Yeah, one hundred and eighty quid. I feel like I should have won more. To be fair, um, yeah, fourth place. Yeah. But by that time, when I'd made it to like, I realised that you only won money if you went to the final three. So I completely stopped betting and everything and just kind of <laughs> kept quiet on the table and ended up coming third while everyone else knocked each other out. <laughs> there you go. Let's let everyone else out. What were we talking about, neighbours? We're going to have to readjust the timestamp now. Sorry, everyone. We almost got some neighbours content here today. Yeah. So Nicolette <laughs> was doing this thing with this woman. Yeah. Uh, so Byron's massively sus. What's going on? So he's just basically like just falling around. Um, Nicolette shows up to Paul and goes, Sasha's turned up. And Paul's like, oh, that's not good news. And we're like, who is this Sasha person? Who's Veronica? I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, so turns out, because Nicolette and Paul had a good old chat about this way back when. So 
Sasha is the husband of Veronica. Yeah. And he was the leader of this church because I remember Kiri being into the church. She was a big churchy girl. Yeah. And he was being a bit of a sleaze. Um, yeah. So Nicolette decided she was going to expose his sleazy, his sleazy ways. And she did that by flirting massive with him, sending lingerie and just saying, do you want to fuck? Yeah. That was the the whole key to the hotel room. So she'd been getting yeah. some of these hotel room keys because that's what she was doing to Sasha, who was the guy. Veronica was the woman. They were married. There was no need for this. Mm. Not only did it confuse me and you, it definitely confused other people as well. This was a, a, we'll, have a we'll, we'll throw in a quick little twist here where it's not, the twist lasted about four minutes um, <laughs> where we all thought, oh, this must be Sasha. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, right. There was no, there was no point in it for me. This, this Veronica woman, um, I don't know what her, she, so she's like now out to get Nicolette for flirting her, flirting with her husband and trying to seduce her husband. Nicolette says to her, yeah, but clearly your husband was a dick and here are the reasons why. And her husband's gone missing now. So Veronica wants to know where Sasha is. She thinks Nicolette knows. Nicolette doesn't know. It's a completely different actress. Um, (laughs) It makes no sense. It's crap. And then, so she says, leave me alone. Nicolette tells this Veronica to leave her alone. Sasha Sasha is AWOL. Veronica says, no, you need to tell me where this guy is. She doesn't know. And if she doesn't know, if she doesn't tell her where Sasha is, then Veronica's going to tell Jane or other people that Nicolette was trying to seduce someone. She never did. She makes a point of saying, I never slept with this guy. I was just like sending sending him bras and that. Yeah. Um, also, she doesn't like men. No. And she <laughs> makes a point of saying this. Um, very clearly. It, it, it was a bit, it dropped a bit of a clang for me, this. I didn't, I didn't really, yeah. Um, and then also to doing this, like Jane doesn't know that Nicolette is a bit of a, a bit of a tear away. She, t- she, you know, she speaks her own mind. She does her own thing. She's done some dodgy, like, she's done some things in the past. Oh, yeah, she's done baby swapping and everything, selling kids. So if this Veronica said, oh, your daughter was sending my husband a bra, Jane would not give a fuck. Nobody no. would give a fuck about this. No. She, the, the reason they fell out was because she didn't like the fact she was gay. Oh, really? Yeah, they were so estranged because... So Jane would probably be like, oh, brilliant, she's sending a man a bra, even though he's called Sasha, and that's unnecessarily confusing for everybody <laughs> watching the programme. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crap. She's got, a, she's got one kid who's a gigolo. She's not going to be asked if the other one's sending a bra to people. Bollocks. <laughs> but I, I do like the... Mo- I, I could get the motivation of... Because Nicolette is now kind of jumping through hoops. She's... Uh, she's calling Kiri to try and find out where Sasha is and she's hiding things from Byron. And the whole motivation from this is that, oh shit, I don't want my mum to find out. Which I completely get. I like, I have that fear oh. now. It's like, oh God, I don't want my mum to find out stuff. 
Yeah, but Nicolette is not a little bitch like you are. The whole <laughs> point of Nicolette, new Colette especially, is that she doesn't take any shit. She organised the school um, protesting. She did. She done stuff in the past. She she doesn't take any shit. She would not care about a mum finding out this thing at all. It's it, for another character. It would maybe work for this one. It doesn't. It's crap. I'm not a fan. What I am a fan of is new Nicolette, the actress. I think she's really good. I am yeah, all in for this now. I, I I think she's great. I really like her. I also really great. like her and Byron together yes. as a brother and sister who just give each other absolute shit. Like, at <laughs> one point, she like she almost pinches him or something. <laughs> like, she's a classic like, move. Yeah. They are a good brother and sister combo, I think. They are my favourite combo at the moment. Yeah, I was a pincher. If I, if I wanted to annoy my older sister, I'd try and fucking pincher. You're, you're horrible. I am horrible. What is she <laughs> going to go, I'm telling mum. And I go, no, I'm not telling mum. <laughs> <laughs> what did she do to you, though? You, I, met, I know your sister. She would not put up with that, surely. Oh, no, no, no. She'd absolutely batter me. Like, yeah, she would. <laughs> no, she does not take any... But I would just try and annoy her, and she just kind of swapped me away. I apparently used to leave, like, notes under her door as well, like, you stink and stuff like that, just when she'd annoyed me for whatever wow. reason. But... <sighs> is it, is it seems to be with all these things, I was just wanting approval. That's all I ever wanted. Oh, really? <laughs> I have that now. It's, you know... I'm, I have a great relationship with my sister now. Oh, what yeah. she told me. <laughs> but when I was younger, it was it's difficult. It was a bit of a... Yeah, well, I quite Ooh. like these two. I like how Nicola and Byron, even though they are adults, there's they're still that Byron's trying to wind her up and go, oh, what have you been up to? Lingerie <laughs> in the back. And giving her a load of shit. And then you can tell she's... At one point, she's like, no, just fuck off. <laughs> But then, the, so the bit that was a bit confusing, again, apart from all the Sasha Veronica bull, bullshit, was when she, he, so she tries to ring Kiri. Kiri doesn't answer. Kiri rings back five seconds later. Nicolette's left a phone. Byron mm. answers a phone. Talks to Kiri. Doesn't speak to Nicolette. Then says... Nicolette comes back and he and Byron says, Oh, by the way, Kiri's Kiri's just rang. She she says, never ring again. She's blocking he, your number. She's blocked your number now, but hasn't spoke to her about it. He spoke to Byron. But she did ring back to speak to Nicolette. She didn't know Byron was gonna answer the yeah. phone. It so just seemed really weird. Yeah. So yeah, she did obviously want to speak to her. Yeah. But then was like, actually, no. Not about it, yeah. I think they're running rings because it's obviously Kiri's not coming back. And so, I think no, I don't think so. I think it's very obvious she's not coming back. So they're just trying to create this little dance just to make up for the fact that she's not coming back. I, I don't see the point in putting her in it then if she's yeah, not coming just back. Just say, oh, Kiri's church was the dodgy priest. So I tried to fuck him over. There we go. You don't need to make it that complicated. And now no. the wife's really angry at me. And this whole thing, shit. yeah, they've made this little storyline unnecessarily complicated. And then, is it over? Because at one point, like they're having it, like 
so, they seem to be mates at one point. They're like, yeah, so oh, Veronica, Veronica comes and she's like sat outside the coffee shop or whatever, having having coffees with everyone to make mm. it look like, whoa, I might tell them that you're like you were trying to seduce my husband and all that. So then she goes, okay, then, um, blah blah blah. Do you want to stay for another coffee then? And then Veronica goes, yeah, okay. And then Nicolette says something like, I honestly, I'd like, I don't know where he is. And then Veronica's like, oh, all right. Uh, here's my card if you do find him. <laughs> it just seems it's, it's poor. I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't know if it's going to continue or not. Well, I know it is going to continue because I've seen a bit of the fucking spoilers. Um, but I don't know if they know. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, I like this uh, Veronica character. I think she's like, I think she played Menacing really, really well. Right, do you know what it was? What? The eyebrows. <laughs> it was all, she did the most eyebrow acting I've seen since Dwayne Johnson was just called The Rock. <laughs> she was all about the eyebrows. I could not stop looking at her eyebrows. <laughs> and everything about her eyebrows said, I am not to be trifled with. Yeah, that was some good eyebrow acting. I like that. So, yeah, they're kind of makes now. Don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. Yeah, tell me about the spoiler you've seen. Might as well. I don't know the full spoiler. I just know that Nicolette was in it. And I think, and, and the Veronica was in it. And then there's something, from what I can tell, Isla, the little girl's gone missing. Oh, okay. Or, or Nicolette's lost Isla at the Jumble sale or something, because the Jumble sale's a thing this week. Um, <laughs> something like that. It'll be something of nothing, definitely. Yeah. But Nicolette's in it next week, something with Isla, and I know Veronica's in it next week as well. Ah, uh, okay, so she thinks Isla's gone missing. Well, it turns out she'll just be under a load of jumpers. Oh, yeah, she'll be there. Just she'll be, be there. under a load of jumpers. Um, okay, well, that's Nicolette done with then. Uh, let's move on to... Nell and Toady and Mel and Therese. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> and, and, and if you're watching this on the Patreon, the video, you can instantly see Adam's face drop. And it, it, his whole demeanor change. So, you know what I'm slowly coming to the, the realization of? I don't want Mel in the program. <laughs> right. And... Whenever she's in it, I don't like it. And there is no way she's leaving the program. <laughs> so this is that realisation when you know you're fucking stuck. Like, <laughs> I have it around about this time every fucking Thursday where I'm just like, <laughs> there is no end to this. I'm in it now. You're in it. <laughs> you kind of got to make the most of it, but you really don't want to. You've just got to get through it. And that's what any... Any scene with Mel, I just think, right, I've got to get through this this scene and then hopefully I can watch the rest of the programme. It's <laughs> I, I don't look at the screen now when she's on. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm if I sound harsh or like I I can't contribute to a Mel storyline enough because I'm I'm generally just looking at my phone or doing something else when, when she's on screen now. I can't handle it. She has annoyed me again this week in so many. It's very, it's brilliant how she's annoyed me in so many different ways. 
<laughs> like some characters, you just think, oh, David's got a, like judgy eyes. He's a bit annoying. Or Haz is a bit of a prick. This character pisses me off in every single way now. Wow. See, I thought she was used fairly well in parts this week. Okay. Uh, which we'll go through to discuss. At first, I wasn't... So when this starts off, Nell's going to therapy, and she's like, hey, I want melat therapy with me. Yeah. She's like with this year of the week, and it got shot down. Uh, but it's okay now. So, uh, so right. This was always going to happen at some point. Yeah, no, at first I was like, why is this scene here? Why is this happening? Because they just have a big emotional thing, which they've had before. I can't... No, this is, no the bit I'm going to talk about after this. Go on, you carry on. Okay, yeah. So they have this big emotional scene, and Mel... And Mel and Nell kind of clear the air, and Nell tells her how much how hurt she felt and how it was like losing a molder organ and this, that, and the other. And so you've made it sound like I fucking hate all this. You are rubbing your head. You have gone <laughs> oh, oh, You don't like it any more than I do. You just sell me out like because I oh it will poke him and he'll moan about this. You haven't enjoyed this either, so don't give me that shit. Uh, so they both end up crying. Yeah. And then the therapist is like, oh, you two have had a good cry. Send Toady in, will you? Go get him out there. I know he's waiting in the car outside. Go go send that cunt in. Yeah. So Therese and Toady are outside and they go, oh, this is going on a bit. This is like, this is well past their time. Yeah, usually right. it's therapy. If you're in therapy, it's very, it's, it's always, your time is up. You've had your hour. We'll pick this up next week. So not, yeah. only, has, not only has Mel and Nell gone over time, now this therapist can just, Dragging Toadie off the fucking street and say, come in for a cry. No. <laughs> I don't care if you are Mackenzie's mum in real life. No. <laughs> but the thing is, even though the therapy session is with Nell, yeah. Nell isn't in this session anymore. No, she's got, she's been asked to wait in the fucking car now. <laughs> so they've got, they get Toadie and Mel in a room. Um, And how does this, how... So totally completely breaks down. Why? What what happened? So the the narrative that they're 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 kind of they're pushing here is that Toady and I feel like you're a big fan of this. You've said this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, like shit. you're a big fan of pushing emotions down. Don't feel them. Just keep them bottled up. Yeah. Just get on with it. Yeah. And that's what they're, they're basically saying Toady's done. He's not dealt with any of this from Mel leaving a year ago. Two years ago, or whatever. I mean, it's been one of the main storylines for the past two, three months where Toady is very annoyed and, and does share his feelings about Mel. He's not backwards in coming forwards about how Mel fucked him all over and he hates her now. So, yeah. What, they, what they've tried to do, though, is pivot it into the sense that he, he loved her so much. Um, he never thought he could love anyone like his. Like Sonya again, mm -hmm. um, until Mel, and then Mel left. So he can't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't want to tap into those feelings. He what? He's been angry, so he doesn't have to tap into those heartbroken feelings because um, he's worried about what else might come up. Essentially, is he just going to start falling for Mel again? Yeah. So they're, they're pushing out that, like, this is just all exploded. It's a volcano that's just erupted all of a sudden. And yeah. he's not dealt with it, and he's having to deal with it now. But he doesn't want to. He wants to keep pushing these feelings down. 
What he should have done is when he went to a fucking barbecue, not fucking cried to his mate, the policeman. If you want to push those feelings down, don't go to a nice, friendly neighbourhood barbecue and, start, and, and ruin and it for everybody involved. Cry. Don't turn up with some fucking potato salad and say, I've been crying. No. Store no. potato salad? That is a massive crime. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, don't even stay for the pavlova, which we know is fucking ace. Just, just went home, but then came back. No, yeah, we're he was like, nice evening now you've gone home. Yeah, because he came back and went, you know, like, thought he just fucked off home, mate. We started six hours out. ago, it's dark. We're going to bed. We're, we're two bottles of wine in. We're going. Yeah, they've had a great evening. The last thing they wanted to talk coming down for a fucking cry and a moan. Yeah. But then, yeah, so he then kind of admits to Andy that he just can't control these feelings. And. Therese is just about controlling her feelings. You can tell she's fucking fuming. Well, he's not told Therese any of this, has he? Yeah, he's, he's been in crying and he won't even look at her when he comes back, comes out. Yeah. And this is this is bad husband in 101 right here, I think. If you don't talk to your other half, that's only going to be trouble. I get that. I'm terrible for this. Like, if, if something bad happens, I'm the first one to just kind of fucking sulk and just get in my own little head and just put the blinkers on. No. Oh, really? I thought you'd be the office uh, opposite, sorry. I thought you'd be the opposite and, and your wife would be like, fuck off. I don't care. Leave me alone. Stop telling me things. <laughs> no, I think when something kind of really, not really, you know, something that is not great comes up, I do kind of, I almost have to figure it out in my own head first before I start oh, talking. God. About yeah, I do get a little bit like that. And that is always like, I like, and I, I'm I'm really trying to stop that because every time I do that, it ca- then causes friction because I'm not talking. So honestly, the best advice is just to talk. And Andy does that as well. He's just like, it's fine. You can talk to me. I don't care if you're crying and Wendy's upstairs in the bedroom, bottle and a half wine in and wants it. Like he's, he's been, Andy has been a very good friend here. Uh, while Tony is having- You know what? A- I get what you're saying. And it is 2024, so I get why you're saying it. <laughs> However, he should have took the piss out of him. Mates, take the <laughs> piss. Men, take the piss. You do. You might might throw throw him a bone and be like, "Very really afterwards." But if like this is the problem in this day and age, you cannot take the piss out of people anymore. And I think that has made people go soft. So there you go. <laughs> if he'd gone, whoa, stop being, stop being, uh, stop what you're crying for. You can't be like that. Um, but then maybe give him a bit of a, an underlying tough love. Don't worry about it, mate. Let's have a beer kind of thing. That would have been okay. It was just a bit, oh no, let it out. Let's have a cry together. Come on. <laughs> I am a big, I am a big fan of like a friendship should, you should be able to say the most, Cutting hurtful things to your friend as a joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's the point otherwise? What's the point of us being friends for 30 plus years if I can't bring some up from 20 years ago, which I know really hurt you? And make <laughs> out of it? What's the point? What are we doing this for otherwise? Exactly. <laughs> and there'll be plenty more of that later on, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he just avoids Therese. He doesn't talk to her. And he fucking goes talk to Mel, doesn't he? So Mel's got the drinks driver uh, cocktail van back up and running again. So she's like, come on, David, you're doing fuck all. You're not a doctor anymore, dickhead. 
Right. I know that really hurts you, and you're really upset about that, but we're friends, so I can take the piss. So She does do that, to be <laughs> fair. She goes, wait, we had some good times. Remember when you weren't a doctor anymore because you killed that guy and you did this instead and you hated it, but you really wanted to be a doctor. Which does that to him. And David goes, yeah. Um, <laughs> what the problem with this is, no, David's not a doctor anymore. However, he is a drug um, addict babysitter. So I don't think it's very, uh, it's, it's the best plan to have, uh, if you're an addict babysitter, to have your face painted and then sell cocktails on the side of a van. Like that. <laughs> That does not say addict babysitter for me. That says, would you like a mojito? And I, I don't one. think that's a good mix. They should <laughs> not be having David on the side of a fucking cocktail van. It makes no sense. At one point, I'm, I don't know if I misunderstood this, and I could have done. I'm pretty sure Mel, because he was like, oh, well, I'd love to, but I kind of need to pick up Krista from like the, the wellness center or wherever yeah. it was. And I'm pretty sure at one point, Mel went, oh, fuck it, we'll sell loads of cocktails there. <laughs> she does. She does. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is this is why I liked Mel this week because that's fucking brilliant. That's that. Yeah, she does. She does that. It is brilliant. To be fair, it's <laughs> mental, and it's not the desired effect at all. It's like that accidental partridge thing, isn't it? Like she just <laughs> does like, ridiculous things. She's not getting it at all, though. <laughs> no, yeah, the, that's the that's the beauty of it. There's no, there's no thought in her head that that's oh shit, this might be a bad idea. She's like, no, let's go sell some sell some cocktails. It'll be loads of fun. We'll make some money. Yeah, <laughs> with the addicts, with the addicts. Yeah. <laughs> but, so then she's parked up. I don't, I don't know where are they parked up? Out just outside Lasters or something? Yeah, they end up just parked up outside Lasters because they've still got a permit for that kind of shit. So, so they're parked up there. I'm pretty sure, like Wood Mel. So Mel's still waiting on like these the local allegations. Yeah, or whatever. she's not. She's not getting extradited. No, but local charges are still being decided. Yeah, would she be allowed to like sell out al- sell alcohol at like a, a, a van if if she if she was possibly getting put in prison? Pretty you sure would he wouldn't get, be allowed to do that. You would get your license took off you straight, straight away. Straight away. It it makes no sense. She would not be allowed to do that job, even if it is a if Krista bought the van or not, uh, while the charges are still hanging over her. Absolute bullshit. No, wouldn't happen. So that annoyed me. But and then also, so Toady walks past. Toady's gone. F- no, Toady's. Why is Toady there? Just toadying about in it. Oh, he's something he, oh, to do with the jumble sale. He had to start the jumble sale. Um, so he walks past a Mel. Leave David in the van to go and talk to Toadie. Mel, at this stage, is thinking, because Toadie's cried, that she's onto a winner here and she's going to get Toadie back. That is blatantly what she's thinking. Um, and she is all over him. She makes some shit jokes about the cock- giving him a cocktail or something. Um, and he's yeah, like... It's, aw- it's awkward flirting, isn't it? It's so awkward. And he's like... Yeah, I, I know we had that therapy, but that was for, like for Nell and because like the therapist called me in and I know I cried, but that was because it was like that situation. We're not pals. I don't want to shag you in the back of the van. What? Like, no. He's uh, clearly Mel a man just, edge. Yeah, Mel is ridiculous. And then she's like, whoa, let's, let, let, let's have a hug. We know at this stage that Therese and Nell are on a walk. 
So obviously this happens. I don't mind stuff like this where it's obvious like some people are going to bump into each other. But Mel, again, is like... So oblivious. Definitely oblivious to what she's she's doing. She's a terrible person. She (laughs) knows like Toby's like all over the show. She knows... Clearly visible. Yeah. She knows he lives and he's married to Therese. And now she's like, let's get pissed and have a shag in the van. It's terrible. She's a terrible <laughs> person. Yeah, so terrible. So Therese and Nell see the hug. Therese storms off. Tony goes after her. And yeah. they have a they have another big talk. Fuck me, how many big talks have these two had already? They're only just married. It's, the same, it's always about, the same talk as well. It's always the same talk. They, he, Tony keeps on making the same mistakes. Well, And he's not learning yeah. from him. And they're having the same talk about not being honest with each other, not trusting each other, not being, not talking about things and shutting down. It's, it's the same thing. You still love Mel, you don't love me. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, over yeah, they're, over they're, again. they're talking around that without actually saying it. Yeah. And I loved, I loved the fact as well, he's doing all this in front of him or of his dead wife. They did, well, they do that on purpose, don't they? They're like, here's, yeah. here's the one I actually loved. Here's the one I said I've, ne- I've never loved as much since this dead one, but now I'm married to this one, who I now love more than that one, who I loved as much as that one. Yeah, Tony's... When's a- D coming back? Yeah, when's D? <laughs> Tony's a fucking mess, isn't he? Do you know what? Like, he makes me feel like I've got my life in order. You know, I look at this what? what I think they might do. This is pre- this is prediction, okay. not spoiler. Uh, for the future, I think they will bring D back. Is D is D still alive? Yeah, both are still alive. So fake D's in jail with her with her biological okay. mother. Fake D's fucked off somewhere. So real D's the one we need. So I think what they'll do is I think. Ooh, Ooh. I'm not going to say it now. What I'm going to say is. I will talk about this as a prediction in our Patreon exclusive um, that will be available on the Patreon for £1. i got a theory um, about what might happen later in the year. Stay tuned for that. You know know who I did like this week? At the end, and this is not someone who's done very well with us recently. In fact, if you look at our tier... Of 2023, which is available exclusively on the Patreon. Um, it is only a pound. Um, you can see where we ranked all the characters from Neighbours for 2023. Um, this person did not do very well. I think we said she was not a good egg. And that's Nell. Yes. What I loved this week was Nell essentially told Mel to fuck off. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Mel is that kind of oblivious to what she does and the kind of the wake that she leaves behind her with her actions. Uh, like she's only just realizing all this stuff she did a year ago now has, has got consequences basically. And Nell, who was the biggest, he was the biggest male fan. Yeah. It was Nabens, Nell, yeah. the two biggest male fans. Agreed. <laughs> she finally realized, hasn't she? Yeah. Therese, actually pretty nice. Yeah. Looks after her. Her dad loves her. Yeah, Getting along in the house and everything. Nice lady. Ed screwed on. She's got a business plan. She looks good in a pair of high heels. Not so much the trackies. But na- and a nice lady. So, yeah. Mel is a fucking weirdo. Manipulative. 
Um, just a horrible person. And Nell has finally realised this. Yeah, and I, lo- I love, I love that how she just kind of turned on Mel, and then Mel, Mel's kind of realization of, of, like, I've lost my biggest fan here. I've lost the one person who's like championed me time and time again, and helped find me and helped me bring me back into the street and did all, like, done all these things for me. And I've just lost this person all of a sudden. Yeah, I really liked that as well. And yeah, she's like she's team to team to raise now. Nell, Nell, she, like how old's Nell? About how old is she? About sixty-two or something. So <laughs> Nell, she's sixteen or sixty-two. I don't know. She, she, she's caught on. So she was a kid. And she was getting manipulated by Mel a little bit and kind of not really seeing the bigger picture or whatever. She is now more intelligent and more clued up than Mel. Mel is now the only person who doesn't get it that she's a psycho. The <laughs> problem, what we missed out, and I didn't like this. Some people will have loved this scene. And I, I was going to say I get why, but I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, she I was hanging out with Carl in the garden. Yeah. I Go on. Liked, I didn't like the actual scene, I thought, but I liked the effect it had on Toadie. I thought that was done very, very well. So Toadie was everyone, I think. <laughs> like, when your neighbours are annoying, it really pisses you off, doesn't it? Like, if, you, if you're more so in the summer because you're outside in the garden, if you can hear the next-door neighbours and they're either doing something, like, ridiculous or even just, like, cutting the grass when you want some quiet time or whatever, it's annoying. If you had to deal with Mel laughing like that and just being Mel next door, if she's a neighbour, let alone your ex-wife who just fucked off on drugs charges or whatever after nearly killing someone, we'll just let that go now. Um, (laughs) That would piss you off. And it was yeah. pissing everyone off. I re- I really liked how they used this. Like it was it was almost like a horror movie. Like because they've kind of retired the laugh a little bit. Like she's they've they've not used it since she's yeah. come back, and they've kind of retired it. And then like Toadie's just on fucking edge, and then it's almost like a horror movie because you just hear this laugh out of nowhere and every it's so instantly recognizable. And you could just see him just tense up even more. Yeah, him, honestly, I. If I've got time, I'll put that to like a horror track. Do you like do you like those videos on YouTube where it's like Ross Geller? But it's yeah. just... <laughs> well, it's like it's like in Psycho with the knife. It's like oh, yeah. what? Yeah. If I've got time over the weekend, I'll, I'll get that done. It it just it ruins it ruins everyone else's barbecue though, doesn't it? it? Like even if you were just having a nice barbecue, that would ruin it for you. <laughs> I feel bad for Carl. Carl's got to live with that now. <laughs> oh, ah, Carl's happy. He's got stuff to do. He's he's, I, he's. Do you know what I think he's done? I think he's getting her on this. Like, so there's a big a big pig, and she's gonna plant some flowers in the pig. It's like gardening therapy or whatever. Um, I think he's done that to get her out of the fucking house. Yeah, probably. He's like, right, I'll do this. If that doesn't work, I'll start playing guitar. That'll definitely get her out. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't mean <laughs> to hate on Mel as much as I actually do. But I, she, every single week, she winds me up. Now I don't. You know what? We've said in the past. I wonder if like the neighbors writers listen to this podcast. They might have started listening to it and now think it's funny. To just wind us up. <laughs> They've just dialed it up to eleven just to yeah. just to trick. Just a fair play. <laughs> 
<laughs> Job satisfaction right there. Uh, so speaking of songs and Carl writing songs, uh, Holly Hoyland hasn't been home since the fight she had with her dad on She has not been home. She has not been home. Has not been uh, home. Because she's been with Haz. Uh, but Haz convinces her to go back home and make things right with Carl. And Carl's wrote her an apology song. Yeah. I am definitely using this in the future. Next time I piss off Peyton for not talking about something or just getting in my own head and not not and, and not communicating with her properly, this is what I'm doing, writing a little apology song. Have you not done this before? No, no, no. I've, I've, it's never occurred to me, amazingly. Like, I'm a... I was going to say talented, but no, I'm 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 an, I'm an okay musician. Um, Jason Jason Cruz uh, said he'd hire me if, if needs be, if he's desperate. And well, yeah, look, it'd make Jason Cruz look better if he hired you to open up. <laughs> <laughs> if he ends up homeless and needs to go busking, then he would hire me. But I'm a, a fairly capable. I can put a few chords together. Shall we say? Can you put a few um, lyrics together though? Would you be able to write the lyrics as well? Because Carl's Carl's song, I, I, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was very yeah. much in keeping with his song style, um, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, Holly was liking it to begin with until he kind of like brought it back round to. Um, I just don't want you to make any mistakes like the mistake you're making right now, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, until he started telling her what to do in song. Yeah. <laughs> And then she kind of had enough of this. What I would like, I'm going to give you some homework. Okay. Um, I would like from you for next week a song. <laughs> I would like that, that to do with something that happens during the week. doesn't have to be an apology one. I mean, it could quite right, easily be. But like some sort of song regarding something that happened to you in the in the coming week. What happened to me personally or just on Neighbours? Ooh. I, I, <laughs> well, I was thinking something you, you yourself, like maybe, but maybe this is the birth of a new feature that we weren't planning on doing at all. Maybe a little bit of a recap in song by you of what's happened this week on Neighbours. Because there's a lot of these Erinsborough roundups or whatever they're called on, on the, online. We have not got our own, you know, concise little recap on the Neighbourhood Rewatch. I think we're looking for stuff for the Patreon. The Rewatch, the rewatch Roundup or whatever we'll call it. <laughs> this week on Neighbours with JK, you could do a little bit there. Just do a nice little ditty. Something, yeah, you could do that. You could do something. No, wrong. Homework. I'm giving you more work to do. No, homework accepted. I've I've backed myself into. I told I've told everyone I can play guitar and <laughs> that I'm going to write songs. So yeah, I've done it. I'm going to do it. Remember that time I told everyone I could write a musical? Yeah, we're still waiting on that. <laughs> Maybe this is how it starts. Well, this is the thing. So you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to do it on a yeah. You have to get it out on the weekend. For so for net not this this comes out on a Friday, right? Yes, right. Unless you're a patron, it'll be Thursday evening. Oh shit! So don't need to do one for this week, but for next week's goings on in neighbours, we want a video you recapping it in song next weekend. Okay, consider it done. Just coming up with new wow. new, new ideas all the time. Yeah. Um, so, Holly Highland, 
What do you think? What did she did she listen to this song? I think in a roundabout way she did. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, she knocked out of it the second he started telling her what to do yeah. with her life. She was like, "No, nope, fuck you. Don't care how cute the song is." Yeah. Um, she's still just telling me what to do, Carl. So fuck right off. Uh, and they kind of make up over like he. She tells him how I'm feeling, and Carl yeah. kind of understands. Goes, "All right, okay. I'm just gonna kind of let you be, and I'll be there to support you no matter what." So they're, they're kind of on, they're on good terms at this point. Uh, Max on her way back, though. And Holly's surprisingly keen to make up with her. And, which I don't think I would be. She just left me to drown. I mean, she's just a bit over it at this stage, isn't she? Like we all are. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, or maybe she's planning to write like a Phil Collins in the air tonight kind of song about her. Because that's what that song's about, isn't it? He's like, he wants to kill like the guy who's like sleeping with his wife or something. Is that what that song's about? No. No? What's it about? Google it. We'll come back to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Can we call this week's episode something in the air tonight? No, because it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, so they do make up, though, which is awkward. Uh, but they've made up and they're, they're pals again. And... Holly's just chilling at home now because she's gone back home. And she's just looking through her phone, just smiling at photos, which I think is really nice. I really like this because I don't think people do that enough. I know I don't do that enough these days. Like we take photos. We, we're the first ones to pull our camera, you know, or a gig and we'll film, we'll film it. I filmed the Chemical Brothers. Anyone who does that is a, is a dickhead. Yeah, I know. But we're all like... Everyone does it. it. We all film stuff. We all take pictures of stuff, and then we never fucking look at those pictures again. At a concert, concert's the worst one. Watch yeah. the concert. Yeah, you're at you're at the concert. You're in. That's the best thing about being at a concert or a gig or whatever is you are there. It's the atmosphere. I'm there, bro. Don't watch it through a fucking phone screen. It's yeah, the, it is. The oh, worst. It's, it's the, oh, I hate it. Yeah, it's the worst. Not enough people do what Holly Hoyland is doing here, which is just looking through her photos from. A while back and just smiling as well. Like, going, oh, yeah, that was a great time, that. They have loads of fun. But then the fun fades away because she starts looking deeper in the photos and she can see that hasn't, <laughs> that hasn't Maka just staring at each I other. Mean, you don't have to look very deep. It's like, oh, that's the photo. They're both looking at each other because they like each other. Oh, right. Yeah, and then she comes to the realisation, yeah, I've made up with Mac, but them two really like each other and I'm never going to, I'm never going to have a decent relationship with Haas because of Mackenzie. Well, she's basically saying, and she says it to him, which is good. She says, so Max there. And she says, Matt, you, Max, like, I'll leave you two to it. You got something to talk about. Holly says, well, actually you might as well stay. And then she says to Haas, I'm not the person in this room that you want to be with. Yeah. So there you go. That just puts okay. it on the table. And she's like, you know what? Uh, I'm done. See you later. I said this would happen by the end of the week. It happened by halfway through the week. Done. Good for Holly Highland. This is why yeah, I like well Holly, Holly Highland. Well done. I'm glad that she came to that realization on her own. Even though I know Carl's probably words were ringing in her ear slightly, but sometimes you, you can't, like, sometimes you have just got to let people figure it out for themselves, aren't you? You let me do this all the time. It takes and forever. It, yeah. A couple of weeks later, you go, finally, you caught up. Well done. Uh, yeah. And she's come to that own realization and done something about it as well, which was, which was really nice. It was kind, 
Yeah, and it was it was just great that she got Mac in that room as well. She's like, yes, well, let's just all be open and honest. So I really liked that. And at this stage, I was like, yes, Holly Hoyland, legend, Ramsey Street royalty. That I think that was like towards the end of like Tuesday's episode. Then she annoyed me with the next scene that she did. So okay. Paz is taking out the rubbish or something or he uses that as an excuse because he doesn't want to talk to Mackenzie at the moment for some yeah. reason. Um, and then Holly comes out and basically says, yeah, you were shit. You've got commitment issues, bitch. Do you think yeah. like, you've got problems? You've got problems, man. Yeah. This scene Didn't made me to. go, Holly Highland's a dick. Yeah, she she didn't need no mean for it at all. She was she cool. Already... She'd done her bit. She was cool as fuck. She was like, "You want to be with her? Not me. It's all good. Peace out." Like she what she she was like, "No," and I, that was really good how they did it. And they've a lot of people didn't like Holly at the beginning, and she's grown into this this girl that you're rooting for a little bit, who's been treated a bit shit. Uh, but she, like you said, she came to the realization by herself. She sorted it out. She said, I'm not going to do this anymore. Not not going to hate on either of you. Mackenzie, we're pals again, but he's not for me anymore. Do what you want to do. Done. Mic drop. See you later. See you. That's done. Bringing her back and going, yeah, it was you. You were bad. Uh, you, you've got issues. Like, no, you completely ruined the, the cool factor now and made her like seem like, I don't know. Yeah, they could have like put it. that. They didn't need that scene at all. She already had the high ground. Yeah. It's like a clumsy fighter who's already knocked the person out, but just decides to stick him one more anyway, just for the sake of it. It's like, no, you've already knocked him out. There's no point. Well, it's not It's not a likable quality to come back. It's being a bad winner oh. again and pointing out somebody's fault. You don't need to do that. You leave them to maybe stew themselves and fuck the, fuck the minds up a little bit. You don't come back and go, oh, yeah, and another thing, you're this. No need for it at all. No. I'm yeah, choosing was... to believe that that scene never happened because I do still like Holly Highland. I just didn't really <laughs> like that. I thought it was badly done. Yeah, there was no point for that, really. Uh, which, And then that kind of follows on to a new storyline uh, for, for a character who's not had one yet, which is, of course, Trevor the dog. Trevor the dog. Now we've uh, on our tier on our tiering episode exclusive to Patreon for just one pound a month. Nice. Uh, we chose not to tier Trevor, uh, which I think in hindsight was a glaring error. I think uh, Tofa, one of our patrons, actually uh, tiered him, and I was like, "Oh fuck, we should have tiered Trevor." So what I'd like to do now is a bit of a live tiering of Trevor the dog. Yeah. Uh, what were the categories again? Royalty, Ramsey Street Royalty is the top one. Ramsey Street Royalty, good neighbour, good friend. All right. <laughs> Not a good egg. Not a good egg. The worst. The worst. Uh, it's funny as well, because I think if we'd have done this podcast this week, there's a couple of people that have changed already. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Your neighbours in a way. Yeah. Uh, there's only, so there's only looking... one or two characters who stay in the same place the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's something we will come back to in the future. Uh, but yeah, Trevor the dog, where is he sitting at the moment? So remember, he's got anxiety, kind of separation issues. So yep. at the start, when we were first introduced, uh, he was ripping shit up all the time when Haz wasn't there, uh, causing all sorts of problems. I think he ruined one of Byron's favorite stripping ties, I yeah. think. 
He was leaving his... He has was taking him to work and he was, like, molting into the Misha Barton's latte and that. So that's a tick in the good box for yes. us. <laughs> uh, and then... And then Billy was a bit mean to the dog because he was whimpering in the morning. Locked him out. Yeah, locked him out, which isn't nice to do. I know we, no. I know we kind of said that was a bit of an overreaction from Has, but it's still, it is not a nice thing to do. But no, but yeah, it was a bit mean on the dog. Um, um, and then also fairly recently, he was framed by <laughs> Holly Hoyland in the scarf ripping incident of Christmas 2023. So. He, he's had a few. He's had more to do than fucking Leo. Don't get me started on that knobhead. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and probably, probably done more than a few of the other people as well. Um, so, where are you putting the dog then? I think I, I like the fact that like he's a big shaggy dog as well. I, I reckon he'd be a good dog to cuddle. Like okay. he's so. And I think knowing now what we know that he was a rescue dog as well, I can understand some of the uh, issues that he's had. And Haz isn't the best owner as he starts to show in a moment. So I would say Tret. I would put him as high as good neighbor, good friend. Good neighbor, good friend. I agree. Good neighbor, yeah. good friend. Good neighbor, good friend. Good dog. Nice. <laughs> but not a good owner. But no. And there is, there is no bad dogs, just bad owners. True. Same with kids as well. No, no bad kids, just just bad owners. Don't know. I've met a few few shockers, to be honest. <laughs> so Byron's taking uh, Trev for a walk, and there's a girl who just recognises Trev as uh, I just called him Trev now. I've just abbreviated it from Trevor to Trev. It's fine. Uh, and she recognises this dog as another dog called Bodie, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this is." Did she used to own the dog? Well, first of all, do you know why? why he's called Bodie? No. Because that's the dog's name in real life. Ah. I always forget that. That must be really fucking hard, that. Especially for a dog, right? Because... <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're a dog and you know what, like, a hundred words or something? Right. Run about the same as I know, really. And... Like, you... <sighs> You recognise one of them as your name eventually. Like they're like, oh, they keep on saying this name. I'm looking at me, so this one must be. This must mean that I'm. That's that's my name. Yeah. I'm sure a dog figures that out. But then for it, and then you're like, right, dog, you've got a job. And he's like, oh, fuck's sake, I just wanted to like chew on a bone or whatever. I think that's. I think that's weird. Like that's that's that dog's got a job. Like when you like dogs are brilliant because they just like are pleased to see you and like the yeah, play on time or whatever. Like brilliant, that's what dog does. Making a dog go to work, what? That sounds well, mental. Listen, dog, you've had too much ped- free pedigree chum out of me, but you you better start fucking earning your own. You're employing me. Get grafting. So you're getting a job. Uh, you're going to be another dog on a TV show. Uh, but just to make it confusing, we're going to call you a different name on that show. Yeah. This poor dog's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what what the fuck do I respond to? Am I Bodie? Am I Trevor? Which fuck one am I? So yeah, so the the dog like gets taken to work. I imagine. I don't. I, I doubt it. Like jumps on the train or whatever and goes his cell. Uh, so the dog goes to work like with with his owner. I'm someone owns yeah. that dog and calls him Bodie because that's the name of the dog. 
Yeah. Then other people pretend to be his owner. Why the fuck would he do what they say? Like whether it's the trainer, whether it's Has, they're not his actual owner, and they start calling him something completely different. You know yeah. what that's like. Well, that's like before this podcast, Peyton's your owner and calls you something, and then I like you come on here, you go to work, you come on here. I now have to like kind of be your owner and call <laughs> you something else. And you can tell a lot of the time you you ain't got a clue what's going on. Like, a bit <laughs> like this dog. You're like, fucking hell, I just wanted to go around licking things. But no, you had to go to work and be called different names. This is the issue. You are a lot like Trev. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, Peyton doesn't call me JK. So yeah. No, why would she? It's not your fucking name. <laughs> There's like Bodie being, why are they calling me Trevor? It's the same. <laughs> Yeah, so this poor dog has got to figure out. He's got to go. And for me as well, the dog, where does Trevor end and Bodhi start and vice versa? Like, when does this dog know when he's on the clock and when he's off the clock? Like, is he just chilling at home going, shit, am I in work today? Like, because this dog's not got a schedule. Like, he's not reading. He's not got a calendar going, oh, right, nice one. I'm off tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go around the park and stuff and have a good chill out and maybe I'll watch a bit of telly. Like this, this poor dog's getting over his day going, which am I Trevor? Am I Bodie? Where the what the fuck is happening to me today? This it must be so difficult being being a, an animal actor. I don't know how they're doing it. No wonder so many have breakdowns and end up in rehab. It's crazy. <laughs> you never you never see him like happily retired or come or making a comeback, do you? No. No, they don't. They don't. You all get taken to the farm. Yeah, they don't get a renaissance when Quentin Tarantino decides he's going to cast them. Exactly. They are living fast and dying young, unfortunately, these fucking animal actors. Yeah, Do you reckon we... we could get one on? Can we get Trevor? Bodie? I don't know. We know that... I think we followed the uh, the dog trainer, don't we? On I asked you a while ago, can we get the, the animal trainer on, and you completely ignored me. Okay, well, maybe I'll actually try now. Now, now I'm now I'm invested in this. Okay, cool. Uh do you think we can? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll try and get the trainer and the dog on as well. That would be awesome. That would be, we just set him up with a little Zoom call. Yeah, we. I mean, I liked we. I liked Bob the dog back in the day. I don't think he's going to win on though, any unfortunately. No. Uh, Dead. No. <laughs> dog. I mean, it's like Tim. So, back to the storyline. So <laughs> this woman, she's called Alicia or Alicia or somebody or something like that. Somewhat Jonathan will probably fucking tell me who who her real name is next week when he's paid attention on the fucking show. Um please do, Jonathan. We generally appreciate it. Um She spots him, can can verify that he's got a spot on his ear or something, and he's he's her dog. Byron goes home. Has is obviously upset at this stage because Holly's dumped him. Mackenzie's a bit, mm, I don't know what we should do. He doesn't want to deal with that. Now he's got something to focus his attention on rather than focusing it on what he should be focusing it on, which is Mackenzie and Holly and the relationship that's gone to shit. Um, So Byron comes back and goes, guess what? Big news. Met this woman. She's Trevor's owner. Here's the proof. And has... (sighs) He shuts this shit down straight away, doesn't he? He He does not. badly to this. Yeah. You say, like, oh, this is the thing to keep him... He, he doesn't deal with this problem. He doesn't deal with Mackenzie stuff, and he doesn't deal with this either. He just he just straight away just goes, well, she's fucking scammer. It's At one point, I was wondering if they were going to go down the route of, did he steal this dog? 
I still think they might. Because uh, some of it seems so, like, off the wall, his reaction, like... Protests too much. Yeah, something a bit dodgy's gone in. I don't think it is. I don't think it will be. But I mm. wouldn't be surprised if they did something where Haz is a psychopath. Yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, I thought they were going to go that but But it, it seems later on, because he's, he shuts this down, Byron's like, well, she's going to ring you in a bit. And he's like, I'm not answering that call. Fuck that. He does answer it and goes, no, you're talking shit. See you later. Wrong number. See you later. Yeah, see you later. And he goes he goes to Holly first, and he's covering his tracks here. Mm. He's like, Holly, delete all the photos of you and the dog because there's some woman trying to steal this dog. And Holly's like, all right, okay, whatever. Bit weird, but fine. No problem. And then he goes straight to Tony. He's like, I need some legal advice about dog stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I've got the papers. This dog is mine legally. How can I make sure this this woman doesn't take this dog away from me? And Tony says, why don't you ask Mac? She'd be good at this. And he's like, no, can't talk to Mac because she'll say, just talk to the owner and probably give your dog back because it's not your dog. Um, yeah. You don't, want, you don't want Mac involved at all. No. So this has already hit the skids for um, has a Mac because he's completely don't want to listen to her advice or anything. Um He's, and then he says, right, Trevor's on lockdown and he refuses to take him out anywhere now. Trevor is now a prisoner in his own home. What must Bodie, Trevor, this dog at work, be thinking about this? <laughs> I mean, because I know he must be gutted, right? Because like, at least you get to go out. Like, dogs just love going out. He's like, I get to play at Lasseter's Lake. I get to play in the back garden at this place. And now I've got to sit inside with all those, looking at all those fucking stupid pizza boxes. Yeah. And there's not even pizza inside that I can eat. He's just, um, he's, he's, what he's, thinking. it's not going well. This is not, it's not helping the has cat. Like has is, has is bad. Like he, he keeps doing one thing after the other. That's, that's just bad. I think it's going to take a family member to pull him out of this. You think so? Mm. Do you think like a recently cast bigger sister? Yeah, quite possibly. And I imagine he used to pinch her when he was little and she probably just twatted him. <laughs> but she, but he might listen to her because he, I think he's losing his mind. Yeah, I think so. He's just, again, he's not, de- he's, he's, he's a man on the edge. He's not dealing with his problems here at all. And it, it, I did enjoy the scene between him and Tony because they're two men who are just fucking really frantic and anxious at the moment. And both of them, neither of them's got time for either of the shit. No, they don't. like, just fucking speak to Mark. You're then... right. Like, they're both on the, on the edge. But at this point, Tony was like, this guy's lost it. Yeah. And he'd, think... he'd already lost it. So how bad is has if Tony thinks this guy's losing his mind? Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's a bit taken aback by the Mac stuff. He's like, well, why can't I talk to Mac? He's like, I don't want to deal with Mac. And he's like, well, that's fucking weird, but whatever. It's like, me, me, me and things, things are complicated between me and Mac. And he's just like, okay, that... I don't care. Actually, I don't care. Another day I might have cared, but today I just don't fucking care about this at all. So go speak to Mac and sort your own dog shit out. And I'll have a latte. Thank you. So there we go. Um, He is just, he's just, he's not dealing with it at all. Any predictions for how you think this is going to play out next week? Has is definitely going to lose the dog next week. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, you think Bodie? You think Bodie's had enough of the dog actor life? And I just think quit? I think he's out. I think he's going. Um, it'll make Has lose his mind even more, and that's when his big sister has to come. Okay, yeah. But what do you, what do you think about Bodie the dog? Is he seen Misha Barton and gone? 
oh shit, you don't have to show up to work if you don't want to. Possibly, you know what? I, I think he might have seen someone like Margot Robbie like do some time in Neighbours <laughs> and then fucking make it big. Yeah, and he, worst case scenario, he can just show back up on Neighbours. Stefan Dennis did that for a long time, didn't he? He went, yeah, I'm going to have a pop career like all those a lot. See you I later. Would. I would. I think we. I think we got big things in the future for Bodie. I reckon we might see him in something big down the line. Um, so I look forward to that. Yeah, big dog movie maybe. Did they still make the Beethoven ones? I remember them being big, being big dog movies back they in the day. Re- they reboot everything else, so fucking why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, Bodie, if you before it gets too big for us, though. Yeah, probably, yeah, before he gets a publicist or something. Yeah, the last thing we want to do is contact someone on Neighbours and they, they'd be, like, up for it, for coming on, <laughs> and then, like, shit the load, I think they're too big for us, and then calling the publicist to try and negotiate some sort of deal. Nah. Yeah, we'll get to Bodie before that happens. We'll steer him the right way. We'll steer <laughs> There are no bad dogs, only bad owners. <laughs> okay, that brings us to our final storyline that I want oh, to talk no, about. Yeah, just one more. I don't want to talk about the school. It's pointless. The school? Yeah, this, it, exactly. There was school stuff this week. Oh, shit. Genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Okay, bro. <laughs> oh, now I kind of have to talk about it now. Oh, uh, there's something with the school. Yeah, it's still going yeah. ahead. It's still oh, going ahead. Was, they met that, the mayor, and the mayor was like, we'll vote again. You've won again. Yeah, so... they've, kind of, they've got a little win over Paul. Uh, yeah, because not, not, not it's, a, it's a stupid storyline. It would never happen. Don't want to talk about it. No, I do want to talk about someone who's finally got their own storyline. Miss Sadie Rodwell. And someone who has had their first storyline wrapped up very nice and neatly in the space of one episode, I think. Do you think? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, oh, there's two more storylines. Are we talking about Sadie Rodwell now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this kind of goes into the second one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I think this was actually the cliffhanger last week. The more I think about it, I think I'm right here. Uh, that Yeah, this was the cliffhanger last week. Sadie's like, you've signed me up for uni without asking me. Fuck you, I'm going to go live somewhere else. Wendy Rodwell was a dick last week. Yeah, she's... Uh, I, I think Andy's done a great job this week. of, And you can tell he's done this a thousand times before. He's taught Wendy down and taught sentence her. Because I think she is a sensible person. She's just very prone to these stupid kind of outbreaks of just lack of reasonable thought at all. Uh, so, and yeah, he makes us see sense. He's like, listen, you can't just sign people up for uni. And he's, like, I, and he's like, I understand all the reasons why you're doing this, but you can't just do that to your daughter. She's never going to trust you again if you do this. So maybe you need to think about this, just about how to make this right. And which she does. Um, Sadie's like, oh, I'm just going to move in with you anyway. It doesn't matter. But Andy, Andy then does the other thing of then talking to the other person as well. He goes over to see Sadie and goes, listen, you know what your mum's like. You know what? You know what? You know exactly why. She, I don't need to explain to you why she's done this. But know that she loves you and she's going to make this right. The only person who needed explaining to about why Wendy Rodwell had done all this was Wendy fucking Rodwell herself. <laughs> Everyone else went, well, because you never went and you want, you want more, like, it's, it's like you're projecting it onto your daughter. Like, that's what it is. Everybody else spotted that. Fucking Trevor spotted that. But Wendy <laughs> was a bit, like, unsure. So Andy tells her that. Tells Sadie. He says, look, you can, you can move out if you want, but you are welcome to stay as long as you want. And Sadie goes, well, yeah, um, I've got no money. Um, 
notes uh, and you pay for my phone contract. And I always carry my phone around. So, um, and we find out to do this makeup course, she's, she needs eight grand to do the course and then another £1,500 for the makeup box. She ain't got that kind of money, so she goes back home. That is a massive riff off as well. I don't know what you're I getting mean, in this fucking makeup box for fifteen hundred dollars. That it must be the good stuff. It'll be like the good pens, the good uh, foundation, and all that. Um, Sadie is on it. She's she she does a little bit of her own makeup to show that she does like makeup. Yeah. Um, and Wendy goes, "Wow, you look good in that makeup. You should do makeup." And <laughs> and Sadie says, "Yes, thank you. I'm going to do makeup." But Wendy, this is this was a good bit. It's why I like Wendy Rodwell again this week. She says. Yeah, I'm still looking at courses for uni. And Sadie and Andy go, what the fuck? We've just, we just explained why we don't learn anything. Yeah. And then she goes, that's for me. Yes, Wendy Rodwell. Yeah. What course do you think Wendy Rodwell's going to do at uni? Oh. She's doing it. She's doing it for herself. She's going to make something of herself. This is the step to the Cinderella story for Wendy Rodwell, which I am here for. I think. But what's she going to do? Because this is the start of the rest of her life right now. This is important. It is. This is the first day of it. This isn't like when you chose your geography courses and chose... Uh, your geography courses. Your college courses and chose sociology. This is like a real thing. She wants to that make something of these choices. Yeah, I've done nothing with that. What was sociology about? I mean, it's just the study of people en masse. The so problem like, was, the so problem psychology. was you were studying the wrong kinds of people in that classroom, I imagine. <laughs> Who's doing sociology? Whoa, okay. Way. That's why. I, that's why I took home economics. Remember. Same. <laughs> Just so I could flirt with a girl that I really liked for two years. I'm making big quilt art. And get and get nowhere with her. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> if that isn't a microcosm of the rest of your life, I don't know what is. So uh, I think because I think she admires. Business women like Therese. Yeah. She said Misha Barton as well. She admires Susan. So I imagine business management. And I'd like to think that it's in line with this school slash old people's home. So event she's doing this course with an eye on that top job. Imagine it for Therese. I think that's a great show. I think she might end up being the manager of the Irini Rising. I think I think you've called a good one there. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was it was just oh, it was this was so. I know has had a couple of alliances where he was like, oh, this family is like such a sitcom family, and the way this was all just tied in a the nice Rodwells, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, like you just might as well have freeze framed and they played some nice music, and yeah. then when they all hugged, they're like, yeah, I'm going to uni. You're okay. I'm happy. You're happy. We're all great. Uh, but Sadie does, this does kind of bleed into another storyline. And so Sadie's looks online. She's like, all right, this is, there's some like taster courses and there's some conferences and I need to be at this thing at four o'clock or whatever. She, it's, like the, it's the first one. It's like the information about the course yeah. and everything like that. It's the most important one. So she needs to be there to, to get the information and probably enroll and, you know, make sure she's making the right decision here. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, yeah, this is what I need to do today, but I'm going to look after Abby this morning and then I'm going to go do that. And Leo comes up and goes, listen, something's come up at the the vineyard or whatever. 
Yeah. So here's the thing. He doesn't even say vineyard. He just goes, got to go and do something. <laughs> doesn't even come up with an excuse. No. And he just... says it, he says it like three or four times in this episode. They, Leo is terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know what his, his role is, his job is, the point of him is. He's, so he's, he's, he's shit, first of all. Like he leaves, he leaves Krista at some point and goes, oh, I've, got, I've got to go to that thing. There's a bit where he's t- like, he's, we've said it, and he says, right, uh, can you look after her? Um, for another hour, I've got, I got, I've got to go and yeah. So, <laughs> he does, so she does. She says, yeah, okay, I'll look after her for another hour. Um, but then I've got, I've really got to go to this, this yeah. thing. It's proper. She makes important. it very clear. I've got to leave at this time. She's really good about it. She, yeah. So then she's there in the park with Abby playing, and she's yeah. trying, Krista rocks up and she says, oh, I've tried. Oh, I've got to go in a minute. Like he's already late. He's not replying to any of his messages. Um, he's not. He's not here. He's up. Like and Krista's like, don't worry about it. We're, we're probably going to end up shagging at some point anyway. I'll look after his kid. He's fine. It's sorted. Leo rocks up and he's just like an asshole. He is. He's just, and it was it was predictable. The second he was setting this up, I was like, yeah. I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. But he was so out of character because him and Krista just spent all their time just fucking gooey-eyeing gooey each other. Definitely. And then when it comes to his kid, who he's happy to drop off with any fucker. He's never any- with this kid. They have had no scenes together at all. There are yeah. no such thing as bad kids, only bad owners. And he's a bad <laughs> fucking owner of this kid. He definitely is. So he sees Krista playing. He's just like, where the fuck's Sadie? And she's like, oh, well, she had to go to this thing. So I said I'd look after her because you, you messaged Sadie saying you'd be 10 minutes. Yeah. So you I didn't, thought. You didn't specify what you were doing or where you were. You just said you were doing something else. Yeah. So I thought I'd keep I'd keep her here until you showed up. Now you've showed up. I have finished my responsibility for your fucking child. Yeah. Well, I. I'm, I'm off now. Yeah. See you later. So I thought that it would be like she falls in the lake or something was bad was going to happen to this kid. And then he'd go, oh, hang on, you've left her with someone else and it's not her fault. But the kid is fine. She's playing with this girl, this woman. Such, it's, a, such a delightful kid. And like, she's met this woman before and she's yeah. she's already made her a little card or something. Yeah. She's obviously fond of her. There's a relationship there. It's literally... He says, how long has Sadie been gone for? Krista goes, five or ten minutes. Which is no time whatsoever. The kid is perfectly happy. And Leo comes in going, where the fuck is Sadie? This is fucking bullshit. Even though I made her wait and do that extra time. Even though she told me she had this important thing to go to. Even though she texted me and told me exactly what's going on. I have not replied to those messages for an undisclosed reason, having come back from this undisclosed place, doing this undisclosed job. Um, So Sadie is a fucking bitch. And he lets Sadie know that she's a fucking bitch. And Sadie's like, well, no. Yeah, she's, the entire time he's bollocking her, Sadie's just going, the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it's classic Sadie Rodwell. The second, Leah, the second he's, 
we didn't get to see this because it ends on a cliffhanger, but the second he starts speaking, Sadie's just going to tell him what's what. And then Wendy's just going to chime in as well. Because Wendy was there. Wendy's was this just the cliffhanger? Was this the end? Yeah, this was the cliffhanger of the week. So oh, he's, no. so Sadie's just looking at him, like half looking. She's kind of got a phone and she's just like kind of like half looking up. Just right. like, all right, yeah. okay, yeah. What, yeah. what, you? And, and then like she's kind of caught his attention. He's kind of caught her attention. And he's like, oh shit, this guy's serious. Like, you're having to go at me? Yeah. Fucking dub. And he's just like, Chris, he's like, what? and she, and she says, she's like, well, Krista, you, you fucking want a boner. Yeah. Like, what, what's the problem? She, yeah. could, she could be the new baby mama here. What, what's the problem? And he goes, no, she is a fucking crackhead. I am not having this one around. I might want to shag her, but I wanted to leave immediately afterwards. And I, to be fair, I didn't actually see this coming. She walks in while he's saying all this. Yeah. I thought he was just going to say this and that be the cliffhanger. No. But then she walks in at the same time because she does work there and hears him, this Hunter ain't going, she is not a safe person. It's, she fucking loves Skag. He's <laughs> so, it's, it was she so weird. weird. <laughs> like what? It was, it wasn't Leo at all, was it? It was so weird that he turned he turns on Sadie Rodwell, who's proper, just the most chilled out, all right person on the show. And then the the girl who he wants to bone in a like, and he's just shouting it in a public place. Yeah, it does not reflect well on Leo at all here, because what does that, you know, what does that, you know, the way he's treated Krista so far, like, like so all he does is just fucking send her gooey, gooey yeah. eyes. But then really deep down, he doesn't think she's good enough to be. So, like, is she just a, I don't want to say piece of meat, but is she, you know, just an object of his desires and that's all it is? Like, that's... Well, in this, so in, like you said er, like earlier, he'll leave this kid with anyone. He's, yeah. He has no scenes with this kid. This kid, this kid has been kidnapped twice, maybe. <laughs> Nicolette kidnapped this kid and tried to sell this kid off. Like... And in this and same episode, so in this same episode, he is he invites he invites Krista to dinner at his house through like he says, Oh, Abby wants you to come for dinner. It's not, it's him yeah. inviting her to dinner. That's all that is. Yeah. For him to then just turn around and like slag her off as much as he does. Yeah. Leo is terrible. Would you say he's the worst? I don't I, I if I was doing a weekly tiered list, he would be in the worst. He's he's a scumbag. I hate this guy. I like David more than Leo. Yeah, that is a very good point. And he's just flown under the radar for now, and just kind of like just said fine things and been like you know putting the sort of devil devil's advocate for Paul and taught Paul down a couple of times. But yeah, this is terrible behaviour. Terrible, terrible behaviour. I like. I don't know how he comes back from this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This is like, like last week we were a bit surprised that Wendy Rodwell was a bit of a dick with the university stuff. A couple of days later, we're, we're in a new week of neighbours. Wendy Rodwell back on top, doing the right well, thing. You could understand where Wendy oh, was yeah, coming yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. No idea where this has come from, no. Leo. No idea at all. It's crazy. It's. It doesn't match any of his words or actions previously. 
I don't know if somebody, like, we've spoke about this before, and I wish we'd asked Candice a little bit more when we had her on. So the writers, this is like somebody who's new, has just rocked up and gone, I'll, I'll write for Leo, I'll write this episode, because it does not fit in with any anything we've seen previously. This last episode was weird for that, I thought. It was just odd that they did this. I don't know if somebody knew come in and just wrote this, having not seen any other previous episode. Yeah, it's gone, Leo, Paul's kid. All right, he must be a dick then. Yeah. And just, just wrote accordingly. But I, I am looking forward to, hopefully next week, him getting absolutely torn a new one by Sadie and Wendy and Krista at the same time. I hope they all just fucking rinse him next week. Yeah, to be honest, uh, if they want to take the shoes off and the handbags and just kind of club him, I'd be fine with that. No yeah, problem. He needs he needs a very firm talking to, and it might be quite nice for Paul to turn around and go, you've been a dick. That'd then, be a nice turnaround. And then the best way to end it, then Trevor comes up, just give pisses on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes off into the sunset. That would be good. Sunset. That would be good. <laughs> Yeah. That will be the best way to end it. I'm looking forward to next week's episodes. I think there's going to be a few things going on, which is good. Um, we will yeah, stay. same. I've really, I've really enjoyed this week, all in all. I know we've we've griped about some some things, but I've genuinely looked forward to watching Neighbours each day. I was genuinely gutted. I did watch it on my break at work today. Like I was, I was like, oh fuck, I really watched. Like I was really looking forward to that, and I was gutted that I had to wait till I got home to watch it. And... There you go. Yeah, yeah. We're enjoying it. Yeah, we're we enjoying it. It's getting us talking, and that's the main thing. Love it. Or it hate it. You might not agree with us, um, but you can give this a listen and post your thoughts, your comments on all our socials. We are on them all. You know what? We forgot in the at the beginning, you know, when you do the admin stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to talk about one more little admin thing before we go, because this is coming out. This comes out on a Friday um, before any other neighbors podcast, if possible. We've got another we've got another podcast coming out next week. We didn't mention that at the start. Oh shit, no, we didn't know. Do I talk about that? Yeah. Just briefly, just um, briefly to finish. Just briefly to finish. Uh yeah, because it was announced on the socials this week. We have got another battle with Coastal News, the premier home and away podcast. Sai and Sophie have done their battle gear once again. Uh we got our weapons out. And we did battle over the best villain. Who's Which soap has got the best villains? Is it Neighbours or is it Home and Away? Of course it's Neighbours. We know that. We know that. You guys listening to this knows that. Mm. But if you want to hear the other, if you want to hear both sides of the argument, which is fair, you, you probably need to really before you make an informed decision. Yeah. You can do that. It will be out next Wednesday, which, uh, oh God, date is the... 17th. 17th, thank you, Adam. I was trying to do maths then. That was right. not going well. Wednesday the 17th, that will be out. And then, like last time, the way you can help us decide which is the best Aussie soap villain, you can vote on it. So it'll be on our socials, it'll be on our link tree, it'll be on Coastal Newses as well. It comes out on both feeds at the same time. And you can vote on there. And it'll be a knockout tournament, as like last time. Uh, we've had words with say about making sure it was fair and that we win this time. Uh, so you can vote for that as well don't forget to vote for us as your favourite Neighbours podcast on Erinsborough News and if you've got a spare bit of cash this week one pound a month will get you early access to this podcast, you could be listening to it 
well, right now, obviously, because you've been listening to listening it. To it. They're already listening to it. If they're listening to this. they're already listening to it. You've already put through. You've already gone. Oh, I wonder what they got to say at the end, and you're still listening, even still though listening. I am now dragging this ending out as much as I can, just mainly to annoy Adam because I know how you just. Want it annoys to me every single week. Um, but yeah, lots, things, at this point. lots of things to vote for. It's only a pound a month for the Patreon. We are going to get some more stuff in that as well, so it will definitely be worth it. We're actually going to finish this now, not now, in a minute, in a second. Uh, to record another thing for that, which is our predictions. The Madame Zolga Awards. The Madame Zolga Awards for, uh, for the Nabens. Uh, we'll give our uh, predictions, our ideas for the 2024 season of Neighbours. Um, so we've got a lot going on. Um, so, yeah. No, Cheers for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for, like... If you lot didn't get involved, there'd be no point in us doing this. Yeah. We're doing this because people are getting involved and we're having fun doing this and we enjoy doing this. Yeah. So and get involved. Enjoy... I'm going to wrap him up. I'm going to talk over him <laughs> just to finish it off. Get involved. Um, we enjoy doing it. Thank you for listening to it. Um, and yeah, feel free to get in touch over the next week. Um, and next week, we will have more neighbours and um, you're going to have done your homework as well. Uh, yeah, I've got yeah, I've got some homework. Uh, and if I can just leave you, Jerry, I'm gonna try. I'm still gonna take this back over. Yeah, go on. If I can just leave you with one Jerry Springer esque, uh, rest in peace, Jerry Springer esque thought for the day that uh, there is no bad podcasts, just bad hosts. Mm-hmm.